you know the the music we play in the beginning of, of the podcast. Really, I really enjoyed that. Well, what, where was that from? It's just from the app that we use, Anchor. Uh, but ah. I, I talked to my uh, yeah, I know. I talked to my other cousin James. Um, okay. From the other side of the family, and you know he's in a band, and uh, he, they're doing actually very well. They're um, stationed out of Lafayette, uh, really, Louisiana. Yeah. And oh, wow. Uh, yeah, they're doing really well on Spotify. Um, their band's called oh, yeah, their band's called Magic Crawfish. They're doing a bunch of shows. Um, they're actually gaining a lot of popularity. But I talked to him and asked if we could use, you know, a few of his songs as one of our you know our openers. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, so he said, yeah. So hopefully this next pod will have um, a little Magic Crawfish opening um, start at our podcast. Yeah. Wow, man. That, I love it. That's that's a great idea. Yeah, keeping it uh, keeping it local, keeping it in the, the family. <laughs> I like it, man. Okay, this is, this is a truly uh, cousin-oriented podcast. So why don't shout out to James and the Magic Crawfish. Yeah, man. Go check them out. Yeah, well, yeah definitely go check Norwood. Hey, Alex. It's been a while. Man, we finally got to do this. I know. I know. We've um, it's been hit or it's been hit or miss for a sec for a while. We've been trying to uh, to uh, to set this up for about like two weeks now. I know. It's been a lot of misses. Um, a lot of rescheduling. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm sorry about that, Al. Don't take it personally. Just just uh, you know, life gets in the way. <laughs> I feel like I should be apologizing to you. I'm the one that's been rescheduling. That's right. And you also have a valid excuse, though. I feel like it's pretty valid, yeah. <laughs> how's, the, how's the excuse doing, man? She is doing fantastic. Um, it's unreal, man. It's unreal. So so what's it like, Al? I remember last time we talked, it was like five days before Paige gave birth. So what's... Uh, how how have things changed? Um, I live my life three hours at a time. <laughs> wow, man, that's uh, that's intense. Even sleeping? Uh, yeah, sleeping it. It's not that bad. You get used to it. Um, a lot of diapers. You gotta stay organized and clean bottles and just constantly doing stuff, man. It's but it's uh. It's awesome. I love it. Man, that's awesome. That's exciting. I can't wait to meet Riley right now. <laughs> yeah. She's uh she can't wait to meet you guys either. But I heard you guys have a had a quite of a quite a bit of a um little incident yesterday. You guys all right? Oh yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was Sunday. Uh I guess word gets around. Yeah, it it uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh there's a you know, I'm very blessed and fortunate, really, really, really blessed to be still alive here. Uh, honestly, I'm not even joking when I say that. But yeah, we <laughs> got into a pretty intense hydroplaning accident uh, on the inner going from Baton Rouge to New Orleans and just kind of basically hitting a, a puddle of water. It was raining pretty intensely. So we just kind of basically kind of had the tires the the steering wheel locked and veered off the road on the interstate going 70 miles an hour uh, and basically s- spun like around 
at least once, like 360 degrees, and landed in the median between both east and west bounds. And, uh, you know, it was it was really intense. Uh, you know, I had my sister in the back, Tiffany, my wife, right in the, in the passenger seat. And we uh, Tiffany actually opened up the door while we were spinning off the road. And we had a car in the vicinity. We were really blessed to have missed it. And yeah, man, I mean, it's one of those things, your, your life flashes before your eyes and, and it really, I mean, we're just, you know, praying in the back that, that really, I can't do much besides press the brake and just yeah. hope that things stop. And, uh, and it did, it did, it stopped short of the gate and, and the, the gate and the median separating the East and West bounds. So we didn't hit anything and, uh, really just got out there with a spare tire, but Man, it wow. was uh, it was pretty it was pretty intense and really was a miracle that you know that no one got hurt and we're just really really uh, praising God for that. But yeah, man, it was it was an intense experience. Well, you'd be happy to know I'm writing your rap right now. Posting <laughs> it on YouTube soon. <laughs> oh man, that's that's right. I almost forget. I'm I'm talking to someone who's been in a much worse situation. Oh yeah, I've been there, man. Except I didn't have just a spare tire. I, I had nothing. <laughs> that's 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 absolutely right man we're, we're lucky lucky alex has bones of steel but you want to you want to remind your audience uh in case they don't remember what we're talking about long story short i told my car and then you being the the nice guy that you are you decided <laughs> to write a rap about it and post it to youtube and try to get kids to not Text and drive, uh, an encouraging rap, to not, you know, to get kids not to text and drive. And uh, I don't think the feedback was as good as you would have hoped, <laughs> but the hey. message was very clear. So, hey, hey man, you know, I call, I call it a success. You were definitely a one-hit wonder. <laughs> you know, it, it, if you know, I, I really appreciate that, Al. Um, it, it, you're right. It's, it's been difficult. The, the criticism has been unnecessary in my opinion, but on, on the positive side, I think I've saved a lot of lives uh, and, and, you know, and basically voicing creatively voicing uh, just the, the pain of a generation who is so fixated on their phones while, you know, while driving. So I, I just really, I feel like I, I really was a voice of the generation or, no, yeah, you definitely played your part. I, I appreciate that, man. I really do. And it's Woodster uh, 22. If you're on YouTube right now, you're actually no, it's 22 Woodster. You can YouTube that, and you can see exactly what we're talking about. It's a classic. 22 hit. Woodster. It's the only video that you upload. <laughs> it is. It's it's all I had to say, man. You know. It's called. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's titled "Create Real Impact." creative writing yes which is you know an interesting name for a song <laughs> it worked uh 322 views nine years ago i mean still going strong man it is it is man I, and i have a small circle but you know 322 views man it's it's an interview has had an immeasurable impact let me tell you so it's it's been uh it's been great man and if Three comments. Three comments. Keith Randazzo, nine years ago, says, if you paid attention, you would see the guy in the video is actually driving in a circle in an empty parking lot. <laughs> Do you really think a person making a video about the dangers of texting would look into the camera while driving down the highway? 
all you have managed to do, all you have managed to do is miss the whole point of the song. Maybe you should be the one paying closer attention. <laughs> you know, I had cousins coming to my defense, Alex. Uh, I don't think you were Someone one of them. Said, food for thought, food for thought, five years ago, said 22 Woodster is the truth. <laughs> He's got bars for days. I believe that. That may have been another relative, man. That's, I mean, I have a brother who goes by that name sometimes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's man, that, that's just family love right there and support. And so, you know, it's what keeps you going, man. It's what keeps you going. Uh, hey, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you providing me the inspiration for, for that uh, novel piece of art. So thank you, Alex. No problem, man. Um, but all right. I finally, we finally got together. I have a little opening in my crazy schedule. You have an opening, as you know. I mean, you are, I mean, tax season. I'm surprised you're even allowed to do this. I mean, taxes are do soon you know they are but i work at a company that pretended that the tax deadline never moved so we got a lot of the work out (laughs) in april so i feel i feel pretty good right now man i'm not i'm not in uh a load of trouble like you know other accountants out there i'm sure so i'm kind of reaping the benefits well good man i'm glad i'm glad you're not uh stressing right now but, um, all right, so let's get to this sports pie, because that's what it is. It's not a real-life scenario. Believe it or not, it's not. It is. it is. And this has been on my mind, uh, but I, I was going to – usually I, I know the topic before we do these podcasts, you know. Um, I usually have a general idea of what's going to be discussed, but that is not Shoot, the man, case what this you got? time. What do you want to talk about? Did I say it again? I said, what do you want to talk about? Hit me. Hit me up. Man, Okay. Well, you know, as you know, Alex, there's been a lot going on in the sports world uh, today. Uh, or, I mean, just, just in the past month, I mean. There are a lot to discuss today that's been going on uh, from, you know, really there's a lot. I, I'm trying to think about some of the noteworthy stuff, but obviously obviously, there's a lot of social unrest. Um, yep. You know, Drew Brees kind of put his foot in the fire <laughs> a little bit. And had to, you know, there. So there's a lot going on with just unrest. Uh, people are kind of antsy. There's a lot going on with, uh, with, with, you know, movements supporting justice of various kinds. And there is also the Cam Newton situation, uh, all within that mix. So yeah, there, there's just, you know, there are kind of bits and pieces to talk about. But nothing really has developed, I don't think, besides, you know, the Cam Newton situation. But there's not a lot of sports, I don't think, that's really – I don't think a lot's happened in the sports world other than, like, all this unrest and tension and all that kind of thing, all that kind of stuff. I'd agree. I'd agree. So you want to talk about Cam Newton? Yeah, let's do that. Cam Newton. All right. All right. Cam Newton is getting a new team if we end up playing. And he is going to be playing for the Patriots, man. What do you think about that, Al? I think Belichick is a genius. He got him for basically next to nothing. And he's getting a MVP caliber quarterback. And I mean, he was MVP in 2015. Granted, that was more of an anomaly than was a uh, representation of his entire career. But I think I think Cam's a good quarterback. I, I mean... 
He's definitely better than whoever they were going to have this year. It was, uh, I think it was Jarrett Stidham. So I definitely think they upgraded the quarterback position. Uh, and I think Jarrett Stidham is actually going to get paid more than Cam Newton. Cam Newton's getting paid less than his backup, which is crazy. So, so who is his backup, man? You said Jared who? Jared Stidham. He's uh, the old QB from Baylor. Yeah, I don't know who he is. Uh, let's see. Cam Newton. I mean, it's like a one-year deal. I think it's worth like 550000 uh, Let's see. Newton's deal with the Patriots is reportedly worth upwards of $7.5 for, which is uh, – yeah, it's nothing. So how much – I mean, he'll be, he'll be given maybe $7.5 if he gets all the incentives and whatnot. Uh, to put in perspective, Chase Daniel, 33-year-old journeyman, just signed a three-year deal worth $13 million, so he'll be getting paid more than Cam Newton. Well, wait, how much is Cam Newton being paid again? $7 million? Seven and a half. Yeah, about seven and a half. But for how many years? One. Okay, so that's like, you know, that's not that's probably more than uh, – that's more than Chase at least, more than the third. Chase is getting – Chase has a $13 but that's only But that's over three years, right? Yeah. Um, you got Taysom Hill. Wait, Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill, he's a remember, he's third string, and he signed a two-year deal worth $16 million. Wait. A two-year? Okay, so he's making less than Taysom Hill then. Taysom Hill's making more than yeah. Cam Newton. Yeah. Dang. Uh, Jameis Winston, Mariota, they're all making more than... Uh, Cam Teddy Bridgewater is gonna be making more than Cam. Granted, Teddy replaced. So Cam Newton. That's so that's basically Cam Newton is gonna be one of the lowest paid quarterbacks, but he'll be starting and playing for one of the best teams in the league. So Belichick definitely um, showed his mastermind ability once again and waiting and waiting. Didn't do anything crazy during the draft. He saw an opportunity and he. Uh, he went for it. So do you think this is going to pay uh, off, though? I mean, you, you talk about cheap talent, but... Well, that's the question. Will it pay off? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm don't. i not a big... You know, Cam Newton doesn't really strike me as a, as a Patriot type of quarterback. You know, he's not like... He's kind of all about himself from what I've seen up to this point. Yeah. You know, he's kind of got some uh, some issues with with uh, being, you know, sportsmanship. Now he may never. Oh yeah, he's not. He's not going to abide by the Patriot way. That's what I mean. Exactly. He's gonna. He's gonna continue to flaunt every time he gets a first down. He's gonna do all that stuff. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see him do it on as a Patriot and see how long it lasts. Maybe he'll do it and win. And then, I mean, as we know, it works. If Cam's winning. All that shenanigans are fine. You know, the MVP season, he did all that all year long. Um, and they only lost one game leading up to the Super Bowl. And then everyone was totally fine with it. And then, of course, when he loses and then he continues to do it, people attack him and say, you know, he's not focused. He's not a leader, blah, blah, blah. So, well, um, I mean, it'll work if it's working and they're winning. I don't think Bill's going to have a problem with it if they're losing and it's going terribly. Then yeah, then I'm sure they'll rethink it, and then maybe we'll start talking about Cam Newton as a uh, as a bust, you know, a permanent back, as a permanent backup. I wouldn't say bust. 
because he's he's had a pretty good career. Yeah, you're right. He's he's won an MVP uh, and but I think yeah. the downward slope definitely will come if he can't make it on the Patriots. So he'll he'll start becoming a journeyman and uh, maybe a permanent backup. Man, you know what? I I agree. I think I think that is a slow. There's a slow trajectory, uh, a downward trajectory that he's on right now, and and this is the best chance he has to stop that and to yeah. you know reverse the trend. But he's um, this is a make or break year for Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean he's step, stepping in some uh, big shoes. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously with the greatest quarterback of all time signing with Tampa. So that's going to be you know it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting storyline. I'm telling you, though, the AFC East has got a whole lot more open. Uh, oh, yeah. So, you know, maybe the Jets are going to win, are going to be favorites. I don't know. If, if we have Jets, a season. Jets will never be – they won't be able to do it. It'll still be the Patriots. I mean, you got the Dolphins. They got the new guy from Bama, Tua. Oh, the, oh they, they signed Tua? Remember, from the draft, Norwin. Where have you been? I'm sorry, man. I, I've been – I've really – I can't tell you much of what's happened since. <laughs> How are we going to be a credible podcast, sports podcast, if you can't know the basics? You know, our, I think our fans don't really, you know, they don't really come to us for sports knowledge as much as for entertainment. So that's true. We are very entertaining. Yeah, you know, so as long as we can. So yeah, I mean, but the yeah, the Dolphins have to. Uh, not really much going on there. Yeah, you got the Jets. They're just. A walking disaster. Man, I can't believe the Dolphins got two. I know the Jets. Uh, I will Jets. Say, the Bills, though, the Bills were semi good last year. Yeah, they had. Who's their quarterback uh, again? Uh, John, uh, uh, jo- uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's they were like ten and six last year, right? They made the playoffs. Yeah, he has. Uh, he made the playoffs. I want to say they they lost to the Texans. I, I think they lost to the Patriots. No, they lost to the Texans. Oh, they did. Yeah. Ah. Oh, you're right. You're right. I was in, I was thinking about the. I watched I watched that game in um in New Orleans. Oh, you did? Yeah. What were you doing in New Orleans? What when was that? That was okay. That was that was for my wedding. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Good time. Good times, man. Good times. <laughs> Those were good times. Uh, and I, I want to say, did the Saints lose before that game, or were they the game after, or the the week after? Uh, I think they were the day after, right? That that didn't that game take place on a Saturday? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Not a, not a great weekend, man. It wasn't the best. No, that was that was, <laughs> that was a real pain. Um, on your wedding weekend. I know, I know, man. That was that was a a real test right there going into marriage. Uh, and you know, it, I had to just kind of block it out my mind for the honeymoon, and it was uh, it was a great training ground to uh, to mentally distance myself from the Saints. But it's tough, man. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, it was really tough. It was really tough, man. I have a whole story about that actually, but I'll have to get into another time. But that's uh, but yeah, man. That's but that's interesting. So we have the Bill, we had the Jets. And I think I mean don't for, don't count out the Jets, man. They had the uh, the number one pick right from like a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he's pretty good. Who? Uh, the quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback. Oh, um, whatever his name is. I hear you clicking on your computer. 
<laughs> Typewriter. Uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, thank you. That's him. But you know what? I think they just picked up uh, Joe Flacco. No way. You're kidding. No, yeah, no, they did, yeah. Joe Flacco? Yeah, he. Uh, remember he was on the Broncos. Yeah, the Ravens. Terrible. So they got Joe Flacco to back up uh, uh, with Sam Darnold. Really? Oh, you're right. Well, that's – man, poor Joe Flacco. I know. <laughs> I mean, you won the Super Bowl, and, man, that's that, that's quite an interesting career he's had. But uh, As soon as he won it, it went down. He got all that money, and he's just – I know. <laughs> he just showed his true colors. Uh, but it's – no, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that. He, he was a good quarterback for the Ravens for the time they had him, and he just never was meant to be uh, – you know, Hall of Famer, but no. Sam Darnold is, um, you know, he's got some promise. So I, I think, I think, let's see how the Jets did last year. I don't remember. Uh, Jets were not good last year. Let's see, they were uh, four and yeah, you're right. They were seven and nine though, <laughs> not terrible. No, but I mean, I think at some point they were like two and something or whatever, and then they had to win a couple dumb games, but. No, I mean, they just couldn't get out of their own way. And I don't think Sam Darnold was anything to brag about last year. He wasn't? Well, let's see. 19 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Yeah, not great, but he's young. He's only 23. He's uh, he... at, at some point, I just don't – I mean, it's his third year. Yeah, it's his third year uh, now. I, think, I mean, he, he hasn't shown me anything, really. He showed he had one good game, his first game, <laughs> and everyone was jumping on the bandwagon. And then since then, it's been – Kind of mediocre. Yeah. Some good moments, some really bad moments. But he's young, though. I mean, you just got to give him a little – you got to give him some time. I mean, he's going into his third year. I'd say this year, if he doesn't – if he if he really blows it, then, yeah, it's time to move on. But he's still – you got – I mean, he's an investment. He's a – I don't know what – he was the first-round draft pick. So, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if it pays out. I'm not holding my breath. But you know the the division could be interesting. I don't know who the Dolphins have. Oh yeah, you said two O. So that's yeah. that's um that's gonna be interesting. I like two O. He's a good guy. All right. So then next in the big uh, NFL news, did you see what happened with Mahomes? I didn't. What happened in Mahomes? He became like the richest man ever. Wow. Um, only $500 million? 503. And what, uh, how many, uh, how many years? 10 years, man. Well, that's $50 million a year? <laughs> Are you kidding? It's a, no, it's a, uh, Adam Schefter says the deal is worth, it is, it's worth $450 million over a 10 year period, but it could be worth $503 million if he hits all the incentives. Wow. Um, it, the extension includes a $140 million injury guarantee. So even if he gets injured, he'll get $140 million of the $450 million. So he's guaranteed $140 million regardless, whatever he does. Wow. He'll never have to throw the ball again. And there is a no trade clause, so he has to be there for 10 years. That's You're kidding me. That, oh, man. That's – wow, man. That's He can – Wow, he can retire. Uh, oh yeah, right now. 
I mean, that's, I mean, he could have retired, but not that he couldn't retire, have retired before, but that's, uh, that's insane. That That's too much, man. $40 million a year? Basically 40 to 50. Yeah. Depending on how, I mean, but I don't know what, how much that leaves them in room to spend on weapons. I don't know if they're just, they'll be good for maybe another year or two. And then they kind of have to trade and get rid of people. Cause everyone, I mean, Tyreek Hill is going to want a massive contract eventually. I know. I, I, and that's right. You're kind of, you're kind of throwing away everything for, uh, for Mahomes. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I'm just thinking that could come back to bite them. I mean, as good as he is, he he has good help around him. I mean, Kelsey, the... Oh, player, yeah. He's got oh, more yeah. money. He's got tremendous talent. The oh, most talented team in the NFL, yeah. you know? Uh, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Um, They're that uh, running back. Yeah, uh, they have. Uh, let's see. They've got a lot of players, but oh, they just—they're going to get um, what's his face, the uh, running back from LSU, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Oh my goodness, man! The rich get richer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Sammy Watkins. That's who it is. Yeah, Sammy Watkins. I mean, he was decent last year. He wasn't great. He's pretty. I mean, they're just talented, fast guys, but. Yeah, you get the you got you got to pay the O line, you got to pay the deal. I mean, the defense. I mean, everyone's gonna. It's gonna be tough, man. I mean, the the Jets, the Chiefs' defense last year was a bit of a problem. I mean, they they got down what thirty something points to the Texans, and they managed to come back. They got down like twenty one points to um, the Titans. They managed to come back. Then they went down ten. To, you know the Niners in the last ten minutes of Super Bowl, they managed to come. I mean, the defense was not great. They gave up so many points. They weren't. There was there. That was their Achilles I heel. Think what they needed to do is, I don't know why the the rush was to give Mahomes his extension. You got to build the defense up. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, give him help. I know. But you I, know. I think and... they just put themselves in a massive hole. I think maybe they'll have one more good year, and that'll be it. I know. Well, you know, whatever happens from now on, that they've won a Super Bowl with Pat Mahomes. Yeah. And uh, that's, you know, that that's worth celebrating if it's worth giving a selling the whole shop for. Yeah. And just saying, hey, you know, we did what we set out to do, and let's just not compete for the next decade. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, that's one way to go about it. But yeah, I don't know, man. I think. We'll see how it plays out. My gut feeling is, man, that's a lot of money, and it kind of strikes me as a as a you know Flacco situation on steroids. It's just, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Obviously, Mahomes is more talented, but I don't think it worked out for Flacco in the long run, and the same might happen here. Why are you talking about Flacco? No one cares about Flacco. Well, that's that that's what happened though, man. He won the Super Bowl, and they just made him the highest paid quarterback in the league and you know we all know how the story ends oh yeah yeah okay i see what you're saying no i mean this is uh yeah i don't i don't see this going very well this is like the 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 biggest quarterback deal of all time right like the biggest ever i mean tom brady's biggest contract ever was 75 million dollars 
Dang. And this is half a billion dollars. <laughs> over over a decade, though. So, you know, that caveat. But still, that's a ton of money. Oh, yeah. I would like – I mean, he's guaranteed $140 million. He doesn't have to throw the football ever again. That's insane. That's insane. He doesn't have to throw the football ever again, and he'll get paid. And that, and that brief clause of his contract get paid more than Tom Brady ever did. I would just take the money and run, man. Yeah. Go to, <laughs> go to the Caribbean. Enjoy yeah. Your life. I don't, you know, that's, that's a lot of money, man. Well, that's, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Historically, these type of deals haven't like paid off. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, the big thing I wanted to talk to you about, I know you're, I don't know if you know about this or not, but do you know what happened 10 years ago? Say it again. Do you know what happened 10 years ago? Yeah, 10 years ago was 2010. Uh, the Saints had won the Super Bowl back in January. Okay. Uh, we, uh, we, other than that, a I mean. Big, I'll give you a hint. A big decision was made by a, a certain athlete. LeBron James. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! This is the, the the decision. The decision. The decision. Or what? It's just. <laughs> the it's decision. your favorite. It's your favorite uh, moment in sports history. I know. You know. Since you're such it, a big LeBron James fan. <laughs> I was until that day. Uh, so. <laughs> I want to break it down for you because I I know we and you have gone back and forth. For I mean, as soon as it happened, you were just so angry at him. You were making fun of him. You were mocking him. I mean, every time I saw you, you were like, not four, not five. <laughs> hey, I was just quoting his own words back at you, man. Don't, don't be upset. That was uh, valid. I mean, but he had to do what he had to do. But I know you were against it from the very beginning. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the floor and just tell me what you remember of you know, the, the, do you remember where you were when the decision happened? Yeah, I was at Abuelo's house. Okay. Uh, I was at, Abuelo, at, at Abuelo's house, Abuelo. Uh, and Abuelo, I think, may have been there. But we were, uh, I was with, I think my dad was over. Uh, and I think Nathan was over and Emily. Possibly, probably not. But I know all the guys were over. And so we were just kind of sitting, watching ESPN. We uh, there was a huge ordeal. I've never seen anything like this before. I guess ESPN had nothing else to talk about, but it was it was like, you know, they shut all the networks down, and we're just glued to this, uh, to to this circus type of event over this one player, and we were, and I just remember. I mean, they had Steve Carell coming, and like you know, made had this comedy intro, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh. They had this uh the spoof of Steve Carell basically mocking the whole uh, this whole event, essentially saying I'm I'm taking my appetite to uh out hat uh to Outback Steakhouse. I remember that pretty well, and uh, it was <laughs> it was funny. They had a lot of com- they, they had a lot of little comedy routines surrounding this too. So it was it was I do remember that, and then I remember um yeah man I just I remember everything being so drummed up. And finally, LeBron takes the stage, and I think at this point, I'm trying to remember the t- uh, like the the teams in the mix. I know was, I don't uh, know the Lakers were in the mix. It was 
No, it wasn't Lakers. It was um, Cleveland. You could always go back. Oh yeah. It was the the Nets, Brooklyn Nets, the new the new uh, you know affiliated Brooklyn Nets with Jay Z at the helm, and everyone said, "Oh, he's gonna go because you know you had Jay Z, uh, you had um, the Knicks. They were a contender. All right, people thought the Knicks were gonna be, you know, he loves playing in New York, blah blah blah. And then you had Chicago was a possibility. You know, hey, he's gonna go do." And you know, bring this Derrick Rose. Go join Derrick Rose and uh, win a championship back in Chicago. You know, kind of bring back the uh, the championship, the dynasty that Michael Jordan left behind. And then, last but not least, it was uh, Miami. Man, Miami. Yeah. Okay, so I I kind of appreciate that recap. I don't, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I I don't remember if there was like any inkling that lebron was going to miami beforehand i well i feel like that would that would the maybe there was i'm I'm trying to remember trying to remember everything but i i do think i remember that being like the the least fair scenario because he would be joining presumably presumably ray allen and chris bosh well no no no. ray allen wasn't there yet oh you're right sorry Dwayne wade and chris bosh and then ray allen would join the party and that was about it that's true. Um, Ray Allen's part of a different big three, but um, yeah. but yeah, they they uh, they had Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, and I I was kind of I think that was the 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 one option I didn't want LeBron to take because that wouldn't that's not that's just not fair. Um, I just remember it being just there are a lot of things I remember just reflecting on the the moment. I just. I feel like it was kind of a turning point in basketball history. Up to that point, basketball was so much fun to watch. And I mean, it still is to a degree, but it just, it just was so much fun to watch because you have, you know, every year you had the, the, in the East, you had Cleveland and Boston battling it out for, for the Eastern conference title. And you, uh, in the West, you had the Spurs and, uh, uh, and just, all these kind of these teams you, it was never and you obviously you have the lakers kobe bryant but you know and the celtics in the east also i mentioned that already but you you, you, you never you never knew who's going to come out on top it was always a battle and so lebron made it interesting by taking this team of nobodies and uh and and you know this team of ragamuffins and basically <laughs> coming out on top against all odds and i think 2006 leading the cavaliers to the to the finals and you know every year who's just in contention, and I think the year before they had the whole Kobe and and uh, and and LeBron, the, the the puppets, just just kind of basically stirring the pot and just the the commercials to help with in in anticipation of what could have been the final finals, uh, what could have been the finals match of the century, but that never panned out. But it was just fun. It was just fun. There was a lot of excitement. It was fun to to see what would happen. And so after. LeBron signed with, uh, he sold the soul to Miami, and we all knew just at that point, man. Like we all know, it's going to be in the finals this year. It's not even a, a question. And sure enough, they they emerged the the, the Miami with this powerhouse uh, starter squad emerged in the finals year after year after year. And I mean, it was just not fun. It, it, we all we already knew. I mean, LeBron needed help, but not that much help. And so it, it just kind of took away a lot of the joy from basketball. And then you go into the the Golden State Warriors doing the same exact thing, just to a different level. And it's just, 
and it just changed the the competitive nature of the sport and you know it was it was my, my favorite moment from the whole decision era was just watching lebron get destroyed by the mavericks and uh <laughs> it, that was awesome i was at your house i believe watching a Jason Kidd and uh, the, well, like a 38-year-old Jason Kidd and a Dirk Nowinski just just crushing it with JJ Barea. Man, that was that was awesome. That was a uh, that was that was vindication, man. Uh, and it was fun. Uh, it just it made it more special being able to rub that in your face because for, for whatever reason you're just enamored with the whole LeBron going to Miami thing. And I I just man, it was just so distasteful to me. Uh, just seeing him, you know, dancing up there, just, you know, shouting to the world how many championships <laughs> he uh, he'd end up winning and didn't really turn out to be a profit. Spoiler alert! But it it it, it just really <laughs> it's just really sickening. Uh, but I uh, but you know, LeBron he made amends and and he he made the right decision in the end to go back to Cleveland and he won the most exciting title. Uh, I've the most exciting NBA finals, uh, in my opinion, against the Golden State Warriors. And that was that was pretty, pretty exciting to see him destroy what he once helped to build. <laughs> Talking about the superhero dynasty era. So anyway, all right, super, well, super team, super team. Dynasty yeah, era. I mean, I, I have a uh, sort of the same. I wasn't at a buzz house or anything. I was at the beach with my friends and. It, I mean, we're waiting and waiting. You know, it's like, hey, LeBron's going to make his decision today. What time is it? Okay, it's at like 2. Okay. We got to make sure. I mean, literally everyone stops what they're doing. They're watching. I mean, there's polls going on. Um, you know, where he's going to go, where he's going to go. I think we're, we're playing a, uh, you know, we had like a little pick on board, you know, put money on where we thought he was going to go. I think I, I, for some reason, I thought he was going to go to the Knicks. Really? Uh, just because he liked playing with the Knicks, I really didn't have much of a uh, basketball insider um, knowledge like I do now. <laughs> you were winning a podcast. Uh, I didn't really know that the Knicks were just terribly run and did a terrible job pitching the idea of LeBron going to the Knicks. Uh, so he kind of just laughed out while walking out the door uh, when he saw what the Knicks had in store for him. But I thought it was Knicks. Uh, I didn't think – I thought the, the Nets was an, a stupid move. I didn't think he'd go to Chicago. And um, Cleveland, I, I just – I was against him. He needed to leave. And that's what you didn't understand. He was, <laughs> he was given nothing. He asked and he asked and he never received anything. You look at the – He was given a nice little love letter at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, you can tell right there by that letter. You could, I mean, he just was not uh, – he asked, and he asked, and he begged. All right, he begged. Oh, come on, uh, man. He, he had Mo Williams. Daughter, I need help. He had I, Mo Williams. Exactly, Norwood. He had <laughs> Mo Williams. I'm look, let me look at the uh, – where is the – there it is, roster. All right, the, the – here we go. You ready for this? Dude, I, I already I, – yeah, I'm looking it up, the too. The Cavs roster yeah. in 2009, before he leaves, he had – Delonte West, remember him? Daniel Gibson, a nobody. Remember – The only player – Zorondas Dr. Z? He had a very young Danny Green, who isn't the Danny Green we know now, who is like a sharpshooter. Danny Green, man. I know, right? J.J. Hickson, nobody. Zoldrunas Ogalskis at this time of his life, I believe he was in his late 30s. I mean, Dr. Z, man. 
Antoine Jameson. I mean, that was the big thing. They were like, Dude, hey. Antoine Jameson. He's like, look, look, look. Everyone said, look, LeBron, you got, he's got <laughs> Antoine. Dude, they're going to be so good now. And Who's Ben Wallace. Don't forget Ben Wallace. He was so bad. Uh, Jamario Moon, a nobody. They they brought Shaq. Thank goodness, right? I mean, who who doesn't want a forty year old Shaq who can barely get up and down the field? Uh, Anthony <laughs> Parker, a nobody. Leon Poe, a nobody. Sebastian Telfair, nobody. Anderson Varejao, I think, was the best player he played with. Um, continuing to get rebound after rebound. Delonte West, I mean, he he had to play in China, I think, the year after. Uh, Jawad Williams, nobody, and then Mo Williams. I mean, it was he had nothing, absolutely nothing, and he loses. He goes and he he loses to the uh, the Celtics, you know, because this is the year, like you said, he had the puppets, and they're trying to get LeBron and Kobe into the finals, and they're trying to hype everybody up. <clears throat> this is going to be the year, but nothing, man. It. It. Uh, I want to say. Let me see. If you go to the uh, playoffs. Oops. What are you typing, Owen? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, fans. Uh, my boss just messaged me, and I'm just sending a quick message back. I'm on my work computer, so people <laughs> can see him online. So probably not go. the he smartest gets, thing. He beats, he beats the the Derrick Rose led Bulls. In the first round, Cavs are number one seed, Bulls are number eight seed. All right, so he brings that terrible team, Norwood. That terrible team, they're the number one seed. All right, he somehow, some way, he gets them to be the number one seed. All right, in the East. And oh, yeah, well, you know, that, but that was. And he defeats, you know, you know what? He, he defeats the Bulls in five games. All right, he's. Uh, I mean, I just can't even. No one is leading. He, his point totals are. This is what he had to do. LeBron James in game one it was twenty four points. All right, but game two, LeBron James forty points. Game three, thirty nine points. All right, game four, thirty seven points. The last and final game, he finally kind of took the night off, and Jameson, Anton Jameson, led the team with twenty five points. But LeBron James also had 10 rebounds and 9 assists. So he almost had a triple-double. And then he goes and plays the uh, the Boston Celtics. Well, here's the deal. Things, and this is where things get a little tricky. He wins game one, loses game two, wins game three, loses game four, loses game five, and then loses game six. I mean, it was just... It was a mess. It was... It was... Uh, it was they were up 2-1, and then yeah. all of a sudden it was – I mean, they lose by 10 in game three, 87-97. They lose by – it was 120-88. to 88. But it's not – but who's – Five, and then he loses by almost 10. And you could tell at the end of that, I mean, LeBron James, these points. I mean, he only had 27 points in the, in the elimination game. Uh, I mean, he had 22 points. I'm looking at 38 points in the game he won, 35 points, 24. I mean, it was not looking good for LeBron James. And you can tell when he walked off the field, he was just exhausted. He's like, I cannot keep doing this. I'm too good. And <laughs> I'm not getting what I need. I need help. I can't beat teams like Boston Celtics. I definitely 
can't beat teams like the Lakers, who I believe Listen, won, man. they won that year, I believe. But 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 Alex, let me tell you something. When he won the title with the Cleveland Cavaliers, who did he have in his team when he finally won? Yeah, he had a great team, but who did he play against? He had okay, he didn't have a great team. He had like one good player, you know, Kyrie Kyrie Irving, but he didn't have he was playing against the you know the all-time great Golden State Warriors. That was in 2016, right? Yeah, 2016. Okay. So no, he, but he, that team was and every game if you look at the finals game, whoever won and not including game 7, they won by like 15 20 points. They just outplayed and outscored uh the other team. Who? Wait, what are you talking about? The series? In, in the series, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I think it was a pretty close. Every game was pretty close, besides maybe one of them. It was an intense series. No, if you look at it, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, so the Cavs had, remember they had Della Vadova? Yeah, Della Vadova. You have Kyrie Irving, LeBron James. You had Richard Jefferson, who was playing well. He was a bench player. His last season, he was not bad, though. Yeah. He wasn't great. He was a bench okay. player. Kevin Love. You had Mozgov. You had Shumpert, who was playing well, and J.R. Smith, who was playing well. Shumpert? Shumpert. And Tristan Thompson. J.R. Smith? Thompson was a monster in down low. Listen, Tristan Thompson. Uh, he can't tell me. Rebounds. He was, he was not incredible. good. He was incredible. He, he was inconsistent. No, I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Yeah, Mo Williams. <laughs> yeah, uh, somehow Mo is still on the team. <laughs> oh man, that's fine. Uh, it was, but you see, I mean, Timothy Mosgloff. I mean, you didn't have anybody. It was, it was a no. He had he had good players. It wasn't. It was better than the ones he he had originally. He had he didn't even have a number two in 2009. Yeah, he did. He had Mo Williams. Norwood, you can't tell me. Mo and Williams, Antoine Norwood, Jameson. The the equivalent of Mo Williams on the 2015-16 Cavs team. Mo Williams is like a Richard Jefferson. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe even a Channing Fry. I don't even think Channing Fry was that good. I don't know. I, I think, listen, I agree that he had no support um, back in that, that time period. But he... LeBron, that was that's what made it fun to watch. You know, LeBron. The fact that he would just bring this nothing team, so it's just his responsibility to carry these scrubs. Why is he not allowed to go to these to do something for himself? Well, how, how, okay. Well, how did things really work out in Miami? I mean, here's the here's the deal. LeBron uh, was forced to be everything to the Cavaliers, and that's what made it fun. Because he was this kid from Akron, from from Akron, Ohio, playing his with you know playing against all odds, made the NBA and joined his hometown team, and it was just a great story. And to walk away from that storyline, he goes to Miami, and he wins two really titles that no one's gonna really remember because one of them was just a fluke, or not a fluke, but it, was, it just wasn't fair. I mean, it, they played against an uh, outmatched young Thunder team, and then the other one was against. The Spurs in a series that they should have lost. They, they got have, really they, lucky that to win. One of the most memorable finals is that shot from Ray Allen, and then you have LeBron James sealing it 
uh, playing a game seven of his life. Uh, after Tim Duncan misses those free dagger. throws, I mean, it was a gimme game. It was, I wasn't fair. It was just, <laughs> man, that was just was, that. That was a uh, sickening the game. Heater, the Heater up by two with like 15 seconds. Tim Duncan misses the free throw. Yeah, two free throws. I think back to back. LeBron James gets it. March walks down the the, the court. Does a quick um, drive to the I, I want to say the uh, the right elbow or whatever top of the paint sort of thing and just pulls up and just nails it boom they're up by four with six seconds left i mean that's ball game it's clutch dude, dude that just it. that that should and never happen back to back he wins another mvp he's on top of the world and this that is his ah uh, this is worth it this is what i wanted i wanted the mvps again i wanted the championships not just one but i got two back to back and then the next season, you know, they got to do it again because, like you said, Miami Heat, they went to four straight finals. And this is the run where he goes on – he goes and plays in eight straight finals. Every finals for eight years. I mean, that is two uh, – two, um, some guy, some kids can go to high school twice. And still in their entire, entire high school and almost college career – LeBron James will be in the final. That was basically me. I graduated yeah. high school in 2011. From basically then until almost I basically got my degree, LeBron James was in a final. Insane. Well, you know what? Yeah, that's that's impressive and all, but <laughs> I think there's a huge asterisk. <laughs> no, there is next no asterisk. To, next to those like first four or five years when he was on the Heat and only won two finals. How many did he go to? Like five? For the he Heat? Went to four. And he won two, and he shouldn't have only won one. I mean, there, there wasn't a that you know the, the the final series that you mentioned. It just it just shouldn't have. It should never have been in there. It just it just was really, you know. The, so you're only crediting him for the the Thunder. No, I mean I'm not even crediting him for that because that was the cheap finals. You're you're playing a young Thunder, a young inexperienced Thunder team that doesn't, you know, that belongs there, but it's not. I mean, you're, it's just not fair when you have a big had, three. He'd be, he'd be Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Now, granted, I know those two of the three are not – didn't develop into what we know now. And yeah, that, today's that's – Westbrook or today's Harden. I know. But that, but that team beat the Spurs, the Spurs team that came back. Right. The following two years, and the Spurs team, who was clearly on a mission, clearly, you know, the only competitor to the Miami Heat all season long, Spurs versus Heat, Spurs versus Heat. We got that back-to-back. Uh, Miami takes them down. And then after they win and beat the Spurs, they do it again the la- the final year. And you can tell Dwayne Wade's barely playing any games. He's getting old. It's literally just LeBron and Chris Bosh. I mean, he had Mike Miller's help the year before. Ray Allen is doing all right, but Ray Allen is getting old. I mean, literally everything around him, everyone is just getting old and old. And he's like, I don't think we're going to be able to rebuild. He did what he needed to do in Miami. He got the, some championship, and he knows how to win a championship. He knows what it takes. And then he goes back to Cleveland, and he builds a younger version of what he had in Miami, and he does that for uh, four years. Right. Well, I, I like the way he went about it in Cleveland. I'm glad he went back. And that vindicated him somewhat in my eyes until he went to the Lakers, which I don't understand. You don't uh, understand the Laker move? No. I mean, that's just – it's just – it's just promoting an era of super teams, which, 
I'm just strongly against Al. I mean, I just I don't I don't like that. It's not good for the sport. You don't like you don't like it when super teams go up against another super team. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like that at all. It's just, it's not it's not fun. You know, it's just you know, <laughs> you, you know the outcome before it starts. You're not you know you're not having fun because your team is not winning. Your team is not a super team. Because my team happens <laughs> to be in New Orleans, a very you know low market city, where we're not going to attract a lot of a lot of uh, talent unless it, we happen to luckily draft Zion Williams, which we did. <laughs> so, so, you know, and, and let's talk about that. I mean, we had the playoffs coming up, apparently. That's what they say. That's what they say. I don't know. Will that, will that, let's just say this. Let's say LeBron James wins this playoff. Are you going to put an asterisk next to this? Oh, absolutely. No, no. <laughs> if the Pelicans win it, now that's, that's a story. Mm-hmm. So it fits your narrative to put an asterisk next to this. Well, one. no, because my narrative is the right one. <laughs> You're not gonna have. I mean, my goodness. I mean, you have this super team era, and and you know the, the most stat team wins kind of mentality. I mean, that's I don't want to see that. And that's why last year's finals was so much fun. After Clay Thompson got hurt and Durant got hurt, it was so much fun to watch the Toronto Raptors of all teams. You know, really, and the the Warriors dynasty. It, it's, it's not fun when the super team has all, all the right, power. So you're putting an asterisk next to the ones he wins, but are you going to put an asterisk next to the ones that he lost? Because a lot of those were not his fault. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will. I'll put an asterisk. He still lost with <laughs> with, the, with the help of Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. <laughs> such as uh, 2010. You, I, okay, you, okay, that is the one final where he should have won and he didn't. The other ones, he had, there is no excuse. The, the one in 2007, the Cavs and Spurs, when he takes the team, I think his best player at the time was Drew Gooden. He takes him to the final. Remember they beat the Pistons? He has that like 55 or 45 point game. Oh man, that was incredible. incredible. That was uh, that was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, that was my first... That- NBA, that's first time ever watching basketball was happened to be that night. Yeah, and he takes takes them to the finals, obviously loses, he gets swept by the Spurs, and that's when Duncan says, Hey, this is gonna be your league soon. And lo and behold, it does become his league. Uh he continues to just roll through and win uh NBA finals or uh win MVPs and whatnot. But then he goes, like I said, two thousand ten is the biggest one. He should have won, he didn't. I think that'll forever haunt him because yeah. uh, he could have he could have had I think a three peat. He wins that they win the Thunder one. Maybe they don't win the third one because at that point you're just kind of tired, and I think fatigue sets in. But um, they lose the one in 2010, 11 and 12. They earned it. Definitely the one in 2011. Um, they were the, the the better team. They were. You know, they definitely weren't going to leave the finals without the trophy that year. Uh, the year following, yeah, they got a little lucky, got some lucky bounces. But, you know, who doesn't? What team doesn't get some lucky bounces? I mean, the Lakers, for God's sake, always get lucky, it feels like. When oh, they're man. in the finals back with, you know, Robert Horry, Shaquille, Kobe. Um, yeah. Michael Jordan had to get lucky with uh, Steve Kerr hitting a, like, a good shot. Um, yeah, I mean, they've all been there. So, anyway, so then the final one with the Spurs, the last one before, I mean, you can't blame him for that. He's on a team 
where, yeah, he has good players around him, but they're all old. Dwayne Wade can't even get up and down the field. He's playing, I think, he played 35 games that season, I think. You know, he's got a Chris Bosh, an injured Chris Bosh that he's playing with. And that's about it. I think the other other guy he had was the Birdman. Right. The Birdman, Mike Miller, and Ray Allen. I mean, it wasn't a good team. I mean, Udonis Haslam was, I think, a core contributor uh, during that run. So you can't blame him for that. And then he goes to Cleveland. He comes back. He's got Kyrie. He's got Kevin Love. They're doing great that season. And then what happens? First round of the playoffs. Kevin Love, like, tears his shoulder. And yeah. He's out. So now it's just Kyrie and LeBron. Oh, yeah, LeBron I agree. Goes. That was – yeah, LeBron could do – I was rooting for LeBron. You yeah. Know. And uh, then Kyrie goes down. And now it's just LeBron. And LeBron by himself ends up getting going 2-1. He goes up 2-1 to the Warriors. Yeah. In the playoffs. And then, you know, of course, he's got to have a little bit more help because he can't – Alex? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. Yeah, and then as you know, he, you know, they lose. The following year, he ends up winning, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, and he has the most incredible, incredible. playoff run I mean, of any player. It's the most amazing, and that should count as like two wins. Oh, I mean, I don't know about that, but it was, inc- hey, I, I'll, I'll say this. It's the most rewarding win any player could have because yeah. he wins in his hometown, for his hometown, against, against a super – here, you know, a the super most, team. The best, best team ever assembled. They won 73 games. They're considered the greatest team, you know, of all time. They're up 3-1, and he, he takes them down. And he does it at their place. Game seven. Oh, yeah. At their place. I mean, the, the, the performances he put up in game six and in game five, him and Kyrie, it's just unbelievable. It's true. Uh, it is true. And it... so they do that. And then the next year. He has his team, and they're not bad. They're good. Same team they as are. the ones. That, that was the J.R. Smith bonehead. <laughs> How? No, no, no. Like, that was the following year. Well, wasn't that the following year? No, this is the year of the Kevin Durant to the Warriors. Okay. And now it's like, are you kidding me? LeBron is like, how am I going to be Steph Curry, league MVP, Tristan Thompson, or uh, Clay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green, I mean, that's a big three right there that he already had trouble beating. He was down 3-1 to those guys. Now you're going to give get me up against Kevin Durant, arguably the second-best player in the league. And then you got Andre Iguodala. And, and then, oh, I know. It's insane. He's a, I mean, that is – He's a fun – Yeah. He's a finals MVP. I know. That, that's, so now you're like, oh, my – how is – I mean, that just should even count. That is when it became not fun for me. Is when Durant, and that's when I all of Durant's championships have an asterisk next to him. Yeah, I agree with that. That he didn't win those; he just happened to be on the team. It, he, but but notice who started this trend of super teams? <laughs> it was LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's oh, fault. he didn't I mean, start it, but he started this new era of player and power. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar left the Bucks to go to the Lakers. Right, but the Lakers didn't have three type of all-star players like in the same way that the heat did or the or the warriors have you know it's just it wasn't the same type of thing or feel you know it just felt different i mean what about i mean you got the the celtics though they had ray allen paul pierce yeah yeah, paul pierce that was a different kind of big three though i mean you don't you don't have an all paul paul pierce and kevin garnett and ray allen they're all great but 
you can't say one of them is dominant. Paul Pierce is the most closest one to dominant, just in terms of, you know, just by NBA standards. Yeah, but, but they but they bought their championship that year. But anyways, that we're getting off. Ah, they didn't buy a championship. We're, we're, that, we're, they, they they earned it. They they had to beat the Lakers. If they didn't assemble the team, they wouldn't have made made it to the finals. So they they right. They, they bought. Yes, but it wasn't it wasn't the same. I, I hear what you're saying, but it's, it wasn't the same kind of deal. You know that that the Heat made and and. The Warriors made it. It just it didn't feel the same. It wasn't that they weren't undefeated. I mean, they they were still defeatable. The Celtics were always. I mean, the Cavaliers were always neck and neck with them. Well, the Celtics were beatable once the Heat were created. Once LeBron and Dwayne Wade created the Heat, then the Celtics were like, oh man, now we're really over because they the 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 big three in in uh, Boston they kept beating the Cavs. LeBron did right. not get past them, but now he could. And then LeBron always got past the Celtics. He became their worst nightmare, and he always took him out. But anyway, yes. so after you know Durant gets there, just complete. I mean, I think they lost one game. The one game they lost to were the Cavs. The entire playoffs. They oh yeah. The entire playoffs is sweeping every team. And then of course the Cav, the the you know we all know the story. Warriors win, and then the next year. You know, Kyrie is gone. He wants to do his own thing. So now it's just LeBron, Kevin Love, and J.R. Smith. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all you got. And then you got a Tristan Thompson who can't shoot, but he still rebounds and gives, you know, uh, LeBron James the ball back. So what is he going to do? He brings him to the finals again. And then game one, he is somehow, some way – with playing against Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, all those guys, dude, it's like, are they going to finally? Are they going to actually win this game? And then, of course, we know J.R. Smith, you know, screws it all up, dude. And, and I'm telling you, if he didn't screw, because that was game one. If he did not screw up there, I, I think that changes the whole momentum of the series because they were still did. in it. I think the next time, yeah, I think the Warriors will win game two, and it might. But I, I definitely think, yeah, it was like LeBron might have. I think the Cavs would have believed, hey, we can do this. Exactly. There could have been a chance. Now, could that... they have done it? I don't know. They kind of maybe pushed it to game six or so, maybe a game seven. But yeah, after that, LeBron, I mean, he's ejected. He's like, God, all right, this clearly isn't working. Kyrie left. I have nobody else. I can't do this, but just me, Kevin Love, and J- uh, JR. So what does he do? He figures it out he talks to you know ad and boom he takes away your best player from the pelicans <laughs> and <laughs> they all they go to the lakers uh, actually no, that doesn't happen that doesn't happen he just goes to the lakers he just goes to the lakers and then they time. get ad this is the first time he leaves goes to a team that he doesn't assemble it's the first time he didn't make the playoffs in his career. Yeah, and he's just there, and he's on the Lakers. I think he did that, and I think after like twenty games, he knew this We're not good terrible. <laughs> I'm just going to fake an injury. I'm going to rest. I've been eight finals. I need a break. Yeah, that's he true. does that. No one joins him, which is weird. And then finally, he does get the perfect sidekick. This is the best sidekick he's ever had. Well, yeah, but it's Anthony not Davis. fair. It feels contrived, doesn't it? No. And then he <laughs> and then he gets DeMarcus <laughs> Cousins, but DeMarcus Cousins gets hurt. And then now that was fair. 
<laughs> and then you got Rondo. Uh, but then I think they traded Rondo. I honestly don't know where they are. I got. I think they just got J.R. Smith back. I don't know. But now he's on the Lakers team, and he finally has a sidekick. He's 35 years old. He knows he can't do it all. AD can do it all. And, that, and that's where we are now. And I think it's a it's one of the most polarizing careers so far. I mean, so many different storylines. I mean, you know, it's it's incredible what he's done. And I think that when you really look at each individual, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers era started in 03, ended in 2010. I mean, he's averaging 27 points a game during that span. Um, you know, he didn't have any championships. Like I said, he lost. He got swept by the Spurs in 07. All right. He didn't get any help for like three years. He was waiting and waiting. The one year he thought he was going to do it the year before in 2006, he gets beat by Dwight Howard and the magic and the magic end up going to the finals and, you know, end up losing. Um, but, and they, I think they get swept and then you got, you know, then he goes to the heat. Like we talked about 2010 to basically 2014, uh, wins two. I remember the magic series. He had that game winner. Yeah. uh, Over Hito Turkoglu. That was amazing. That was incredible. Yep. And then he goes back to Cleveland for about three years, three or four years, 14 to 18. Uh, he wins one championship, but he goes to four finals. I think those three are, you can't put that really on his resume without those being an asterisk next to it. I think the one he wins erases the three he loses when he went back to Cleveland. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I really like that one. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, I think that that has a lot of weight. Yes. He's only won three, but the one he did win is against the greatest team ever assembled. Yeah, that's true. And but that is true. So I, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that it holds a lot of weight. But I still feel like the ones that he, the other ones he won, I guess by the same token, don't hold a lot of weight to me. So to me, he's only one like one really solid championship, and two kind of contrived. I mean, I'm sorry, he didn't go down three one every time. <laughs> uh, I mean, when he gets the Thunder, he just completely quickly destroyed him. I mean. He was able just to relax and let Mike Miller hit like seven threes in a row. I know, man. I mean, that's just that just didn't feel right. That was awesome. I love Mike Miller. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, right. But I mean, it just it just didn't feel like I don't know. Like, yeah, he bought. It felt like he bought that title. But that's um, that's just my take. <laughs> overall, all right, we'll we'll uh, we'll end this in this conversation. Um, but your thoughts on the decision, if he could go, if you, if, if you, if LeBron could go back, do you think, would you want him to do it again? Or would you want him to make the same, you know? Yeah. I would, I would have loved it if they went through all that hype and drama and, and then, you know, had the grand reveal at the end when we all find out that LeBron is staying in Cleveland after all, that would you, you would if you do it all over again. You'd want him to stay in Cleveland. Yes. And that would ask that to me, that'd be a pretty funny way to end the whole drama. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what if he, what if he stays and never wins? I mean, what are we going to, what, what was his legacy being? Like? I think he would have eventually won, man. I mean, you see him, he won in 2016. Uh, I think his legacy would actually would have been greater if he, if he had stayed. 
Mm. Because he is, you know, the same. It's like a, Michael Jordan played his whole career in one team, and, except for the very end. And if LeBron would have done the same, and let's say he wins two titles in Cleveland, but let's say he manages to bring talent in and win two titles. I mean, that would, to me, that speaks volumes. Uh, you know, that, that would be more impressive than the three he's won to this point in his career. Yeah, I mean, remember at, some, at one point he brought Dwayne Wade to Cleveland. Oh, he did. At some at uh towards the that final season. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, he brought him for I think a few months. Um. Wow. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just you know it's one of those things i i would have loved to i loved it i loved every move i love that he went to the heat and the heat were so fun to watch um i mean just the way i mean it was just it was awesome hmm. uh i was one of those guys i said wow the heat are never gonna lose a game they're gonna win 82 games and of course the first game they play they lose um and that's when you know Dwayne wade's is like I guess we can, you know, stop talking about us winning 82 games. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, and then they didn't have that finals run. That was fun. But, yeah, I think I, I just, yeah, I I hear you, man. And, you know, it's going to be fun to see who wins the finals this year. Uh, and, and, you know, the Pelicans really, to me, they play basketball the right way. That's the way you're supposed to play it. You know, they're fun to watch. You got Zion Williams running the show with Lamar Ball and and um, and uh, J.J. Redick. And it's just a fun team, man. They, they played together really well. And so that's what I like. That's what I really enjoyed watching the Cavs back in the day because it just it, – even though LeBron really was doing everything, it just – it seemed to me – it was just a fun time to watch basketball. To me, that was that was my favorite time watching – the Cavs go up against uh, the Celtics each year, but but I hear what you're saying, man. I mean, we all we may have different perspectives on it, on it all. I just had a bad taste in my mouth with how <laughs> the Cavaliers, uh, I mean, with how the Warriors kind of took that super team uh, to the next level, that concept to the next level. So it just it just kind of, but anyway, but but I do hear what you're saying, man. You have you have some valid points, but I but I think that it'll, it'll be a fun it'll be fun to see who comes on top in the playoffs this year. You yeah. Know? Uh, well, hey, it was great talking to you, dude. Uh, I'm glad we finally were able to do this, man. It was a lot of fun. We got we got to do it again. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, I appreciate it, man. And it's been a lot of fun. Hopefully, we can do this more. Uh, more often, not likely. I know you have a lot going on, but uh, <laughs> but looking forward to catching up again. Yeah, man. All right, you take care. All right. All right, you too, Al. Bye. Bye. Discovered, fell asleep on the solstice of summer. Now I stay-